Hello, everyone. It is like we are in the throes of Christmas season. How's everybody doing? Are you hanging in there? Are you ready? I know we talked about this a little bit last week, not asking just about shopping and decorating and presents, but also your heart. How is it going? So we are 14 days out of Christmas Day, which means for some of us, the celebration actually starts a little bit sooner than that. We do a lot on Christmas Eve. We actually in this house celebrate our Christmas Eve like on Christmas Eve Eve because then we'll get up in the morning and do presents on Christmas Eve because then we have other places to go and things to do and it just kind of so for us it's going to start around the 23rd which means we are 12 days out. We have one of those countdowns like the cute little chalkboard. How many days left till Christmas and you erase it right (laughs) and you have to update it daily. Well it still says 18 So we're a little bit behind on that. But rest assured, all of the chocolates in the advent calendar, those are up to date. (laughs) Those have been eaten. I wouldn't be surprised if the kids have maybe even moved ahead a couple days. But I think they're doing pretty good. So outside of the chalkboard countdown and the chocolate advent calendar, which are like two of the very minor traditions, but they've existed since the girls were little. The same little Christmas tree with all the doors that I shove chocolates in. And now that they're getting older, nobody's fingers are small enough to get them out on some of the uh, some of the outside days of the pine tree. If you can picture it on the outside ones, they're a little bit more triangular. So I'm going to have to just start putting real small candies in there. Like today, one M&M. That's all you can get because that's all we can get in the square. When they were little, they could dig their fingers in there just fine. We have a couple different other Christmas traditions. We have a book basket that I was inspired by a friend of mine years ago who was speaking on her Christmas traditions. And she would put all of these Christmas books in them when the kids were little. And every year she would add either a book or a couple of books. And then it comes out when Christmas is being decorated in your house early December. And then by New Year's, it goes away. So we have that book basket. The kids don't seem to look at it quite as much anymore. But there's a couple childhood favorites that they'll grab and quick, oh, we've got to read this one. I was like, really? The old lady that swallowed the bell? That's the one you're going to keep reading? There's some really good ones in there. That's So we have this Christmas book basket that we bring up and down. Christmas morning for us, so which is Christmas Eve, we have a playlist that we play every year to start waking the kids up because... I've just always had sleepers. They've never actually woken up early. And I know there's going to be a bunch of you that are like, whatever. My kids are up so crazy early, like 5 a.m. But even when they were little, in the summer, I'd have friends calling like, let's go to the zoo. At 9 a.m. I was like, oh, no, no. My kids are all still asleep. They're like, what are you talking about? I said, I'm not waking them up either. So we have to actually kind of get them up for Christmas morning. So we start by playing this playlist. And they're in a particular order. Um, a softer one first, but then like the one that we all have to be in the living room by to listen to together as a family before we read the Christmas story and pray before presents. And it is like one of my very, very favorite songs. Uh, it's by Joy Williams. It's called Here With Us. And I Googled this morning, like, am I allowed to play that? I'm not allowed to play music on the podcast. Oh my gosh, I so wish I could. It is copyrighted. But here with us, it's just this wraps up just this amazing picture of Christmas, of Jesus coming and being here with us. But the first song that we start playing to kind of wake everybody up 
is O come, O come, Emmanuel. It's like asking. Okay, I didn't realize we had such a profound order. <laughs> this was not intentional until I'm realizing right now that we start with O come, O come, Emmanuel, the cry of captives, right? That are asking to be ransomed. They're like, hey, we're Israel. Come, Emmanuel, come, come ransom us. Get us out of this exile and be with us. And then by the time we get through the playlist, we come to here with us. What is Christmas? Jesus here with us. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit today about Emmanuel, about this first song on the list. I am going through an Advent study. We are in week three because we started a week early. So no, you're not behind. But we are in week three and I'm doing an online Advent study. I know we've talked about it, mentioned it here. In a Bible study by Lifeway, called O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. It was specifically written this year for 2020. No, I'm not being sponsored by Lifeway. (laughs) Oh, I wish. (laughs) I have nowhere near enough listeners for any sort of financial sponsorship. And I really don't even want to put you through those commercials. But anyway, maybe someday, but doubtful. I am advertising for them because it has been just a wonderful study and what a great opportunity in 2020, to refocus on Emmanuel, which is God with us. So I want to talk a little bit about the Christmas carol, you might call it, but it's really a hymn, O Come, Come, Emmanuel. It was originally written in Latin, and it was written as an Advent and Christmas hymn. It was used as an antiphon. So I'm talking monasteries, monks, chanting and singing this particular hymn back in like the 8th or ninth century. So we're talking about a 1,200-year-old hymn in O Come, Come, Emmanuel. In monasteries, monks, seven days before Christmas Eve, would start chanting through the O, the letter O, antiphons, like they have them in order. So O Come, O Come, Emmanuel is in those O antiphons, and they would be singing and chanting kind of back and forth, if you can picture this, like O Come, Come, Emmanuel, and Ransom Captives Israel that mourn in lonely exile here until the Son of God appears. And then the other side would sing and chant, Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel. I get goosebumps thinking about it. Now, that's because the version that we play is Vene, Vene, so V-E-N-I, it's Latin, Vene, Vene, Emmanuel. Look it up. We listen to it by the ten tenors. It is incredibly beautiful. Deep, mellow, male voices, a cappella, chanting and singing this song. It is absolutely stunning. And the idea behind this, we're crying out to God, oh, come, oh, come, ransom us, Emmanuel. And simultaneously, right after that, this call to rejoice, rejoice. This hymn seems so fitting for 2020, because I think many of us have felt a little bit captive throughout the year, maybe a little bit in exile, that we're calling for, oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. I have heard, come, Lord Jesus, more this year from friends and family than I have any other year, because like, is the Lord coming back yet? We are done. Just come on. (laughs) Let's go. We're ready. God has always desired 
to be present with us. He created us as a human race to be part of his family, to be his imagers, to help be his hands and feet here on this earth, to do his work. But he most importantly wants to be present with us. We see this throughout the Old Testament. We see God create the world and Adam and Eve and then plants a garden and says, hey, you guys, come over here. Come and dwell with me here in this garden where we can be together. And we all unfortunately know that that story turns a little south. And they have to leave the garden. And then that relationship is changed, fractured, separated. We see these ups and downs of togetherness and separation over and over and over. We see the Israelites exiled as slaves in Egypt. Where we hear these calls in the hymn, O come, O come, Emmanuel, ransom us, we are captive. Us, your people, Israel, we are captive. And what does he do? He does indeed bring them out. It's the Exodus. It's a story that most of us know. And he leads them like with physical presence. A cloud by day, a fire by night. Who has ever thought, man, that would be so cool. I wish in life I could simply just follow a cloud or follow the fire. Like that would make things so much easier. Come on, raise your hand. Even if you're driving, you can do it safely. Like, yes, sometimes we just think that's so much easier. And while they're wandering in the wilderness, God has given them the plans to build a tabernacle with a holy of holies, this tent of meeting, this place where God's presence can be with his people. He longs and desires to be with us. And then the cycle continues, right? This up and down roller coaster of God present and then seemingly not and present and seemingly not where we have the cry of people's hearts to say, oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel, come and be with us. The name Emmanuel meaning be with us. Even if you're feeling exiled or captive or confused, like you haven't been led by fire or a cloud this year in 2020, be encouraged. Meditate on and think about the fact that God is with us because of Christmas. As we head up into these next anywhere from 12 to 14 days, depending on how you celebrate, focus on the fact that we are waiting to celebrate that God is with us. I love that when we see in Luke 1, we see Gabriel being sent from God to Nazareth to talk to Mary. And he comes to her and he says in Luke 1, 28, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. He's declaring to her, hello, how you doing? God is here. God is with you. You have been favored. The things that God, God so desperately wants is to be present with his people. And Mary, when she hears this at first, she's afraid, like, wait a second, what do you mean? <laughs> like, is this judgment, wrath, like it may not always sound super appealing. Wait, God's with me. Why? (laughs) His intention, please. His presence with his people. But to see this wording and this phrasing of God's presence, God is with you. The Lord is with you over and over. We see in Matthew chapter one, 
we see Matthew talking about Joseph and his decision and what he had to decide to do when he found out that his fiance is already pregnant with a baby. And he's like, where in the world did this baby come from? As Joseph has been pondering and trying to figure this out. And he's like, oh, I'll just divorce her quietly. An angel of the Lord appears to him in a dream. Says Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Verse 23. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. The name is Emmanuel. The name of Jesus is God with us. It is God incarnate. God in human flesh so that he can come down and be with us. That carries so much hope and so much promise. And because of that, there's so much joy and peace that we could talk about for the next couple of hours. But right now, my encouragement and challenge to you is simply to remember God with us. Spend some time in prayer thanking God for the reminder of the Christmas season that he came down to dwell with us. And that through Jesus coming on earth, living a blameless life, dying to take away our sins, to be that ransom for these captives, that we now get to have eternal life. We have hope of the future, but we have life here and now with God. God with us. That desire of his to always be with and dwell with his people, we now have through the Holy Spirit, as believers in him. Let's rest on that this week. Let's remember everything that had to take place to get to this point in history where Jesus gets to come down in a baby at Christmas so that God can be with us. Christmas, this beginning place where we continue to see God's working and his plan unfold, that we get Emmanuel, that we get God with us, that we don't need a flame and a cloud, but that we have him every step of the way. And I know sometimes you don't feel it and sense it, and it can be hard to understand. Be in prayer about that. Ask God to make his presence known real to you every day if you need to. But right now, let's praise God for the fact that we celebrate as Christmas that he is with us. And just sit with that promise in the midst of 2020 as we exit this year and head into the next. God is with us. He has been the whole time. He's been working and moving. He's been comforting and bringing peace and joy. He has been right next to you through the difficult, scary, challenging times of this year as well as many others and will continue to be every year going forward. This is a promise that we as believers hang on to, that God is with us. We need to remember that not everyone in our lives, in our circles, in our neighborhoods, in our kids' schools, and maybe even in our churches have this, know this, or believe this. 
It is our job as the imagers of Christ who came to dwell with us, to be in relationship with us. It is our job to share that good news that, hey, God is with us. He'll be with you too. You need to believe. You need to confess. You need to know. You need to have faith. And it's very easy to just say those couple of lines to people, but it does take investment to be able to do that. It takes investment in relationships to share this good news with people, this news of Emmanuel, of Christ with us. Christmas is a great time to have these conversations. And if you feel ill-equipped, you're like, no, 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 I cannot tell people about the Lord. Tell them your story. Tell them what God has done for you. And then be continually preparing and growing and learning yourself and praying for opportunities to practice sharing the good news, to practice telling people how God is with us, how Jesus came to dwell among us, and then what his working through his life and on the cross and his resurrection has done for us. We need to tell the world that God is with us. Because quite frankly, I'm not quite sure how people get through the struggles of life through the loss, through the uncertainty, through the interruptions, without him. That should break us. That should break us knowing that there are people out in the world trying to get through without the hope of knowing that God is with them, without the promise that God is with them. Pray about who you can share that news with. This Christmas season, this year of 2020, let's really, really go into this time of celebration as a time of worship, of gratitude for the fulfilled promise of Emmanuel, of God here with us. And let's allow that promise to change us, to continually remind us that God is with us and why we are here to tell others the same thing. One more week till Christmas, ladies. A week to sit in awe of God and who he is, what he's done, and the fact that he is with us. Father God, we praise you for who you are, for your plans that you have worked out throughout time and history, for the stories that we only get to see part of as we're going through them. But like the stories of the Old Testament, when we look back, we see how intricately you have worked your plan together. Father God, we trust that is what's happening in our lives right now, that you have a plan that is being intricately woven that we just can't see. And in the midst of that plan, We will worship you and we will praise you because you are with us. We thank you for the part of the plan that brought Jesus to earth, that you, Father God, became visible, that became flesh, that you're the word that dwelt among us, that the word became flesh and did tabernacle among us And we beheld his glory, glory as of an only begotten of a father, full of grace and truth, God. Help us to remain in awe of you during the hustle, the bustle, the joy, and even the pain 
of this season. Keep us in a place of remembering and celebrating that you are here with us through everything. We love you and we pray these things, Jesus, in your name. Amen.